Welcome back to Rowie's Kitchen, Rowie's Bar. And what if you needed to sell some things from behind your bar? What is your product or your service? What is the drink, the food, the product, the amazing thing that's gonna add massive value to people's lives? And do you wanna sell it to people? And that's commonly known as business. So in business, we often talk about making sales, being a salesperson, the sales process, how do I sell stuff to people? Well, how about this? What if we don't sell anything to anybody? Wouldn't it be much more fun? Wouldn't it be much less awkward, less embarrassing, less uncomfortable if people wanted to buy our product or service rather than us having to sell it to them? Who wants to be a salesperson? Not me. And that's why I always love the example of going to the pub, going to a bar. Because if people walk into a pub or a bar or a restaurant or cafe for that matter, uh, it's usually because they want to eat something or they want to drink something. And then it's up to the person that owns the business to ask that beautiful question, what do you want? What would you like to eat? What would you like to drink? And here's a great question. Is it possible that there are some people that would like to drink water, some people that would like to drink soft drink, some people drink juice, and some people drink alcohol. And the beautiful thing about a restaurant or a bar or a cafe or a pub is that you get to share with the person who owns the business what it is that you want, and then they give you what you want. And could there be something really special about that process? Usually we relate sales to telling people, this is my product, this is what it does, and this is how much it costs. Well, there's a challenge with that process at the very beginning. What if what you sell and what that your product does and how much it costs is of absolutely no interest to the person who has contacted you or you are trying to sell your product too. So I always use alcohol as an example. I don't drink. Uh, I would rather drink cough medicine and I'm not interested in drinking cough medicine either. I just don't like the taste of alcohol. So somebody talking to me about how beautiful a bottle of wine is or how it's an awesome investment or I should drink this great alcoholic drink, I don't want to drink alcohol so I'm not interested. So could that be a really great place to start? If you want people to buy your product or service, not you having to sell it to them, could it be a really good idea to find the right people to buy what it is that you do rather than you trying to sell something to somebody who doesn't want it? And there's this interesting concept, I've never understood it, which is called cold calling, trying to sell something to somebody that you don't even know. So you call somebody up or you, 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 you push something into somebody's face at a, at a shopping centre or on the street and you say, do you want one of these? And there's no what is technically termed a rapport building. There's no connection between you and the person. There's just here, do you want to buy? Now, if we take that concept a little bit further, if you try to do that in a relationship, so if you met somebody for the very first time at a, at a nightclub or a bar or a cafe or anywhere, doesn't matter, and uh, you said to them straight away, would you like to come home and sleep with me? Uh, that may work occasionally, <laughs> but it may not work at all. You haven't worked out or you haven't connected with that person in a way that they would want to come home with you, have a relationship with you, rather than you having to, to try and convince them that they should. So what do we do to make sure that 
people want to buy our product or service rather than us trying to convince people that they should buy it, uh, us having to be salespeople. Uh, and I always ask this question, do you want to be a salesperson or what is your definition of a salesperson? And often we get a horrible vision in our mind of somebody that's really pushy. That's the first word that comes to mind, isn't it? When we talk about salespeople, they're really pushy. Well, here's a better question. If you really want to buy something, uh, could you be pushed into it versus you want to be pushed into it, uh, rephrase, you want you will push yourself into it because you want it. And wouldn't that be a great position to be in when it comes to any product or service that the people coming into your business want to buy what you've got rather than you have to try and sell it to them? So the very first question, of course, is, uh, the person that's coming into, let's say they've come into your business. So it's a, it's a bar, it's a gym, it's a, a shop that sells products or services. Uh, is it possible that the person already has an idea in their headspace that they might want to purchase something from you? But the challenge we've got, of course, if somebody walked into your business, uh, most businesses then make the assumption that this person wants to buy my product or service for a particular reason, and we start talking those three things again. This is what our product is, this is what it does, and this is how much it costs. Well, could there be a fair bit more information to find out before we ever deliver any of that? And wouldn't it be great if you didn't have to deliver any of that because the person just says to you, okay, I want it, I want to buy. So if we go back to my bar analogy, could it be a really good idea to ask the question, what exactly do you want? Could that be the ultimate question to start with? What do you want? What do you need? What's important to you? What do you why why have you come into this this business today? What is it that you actually want? And it's interesting because a lot of people take that question for granted because they just assume that because I've got this business, this product or service, I know what people want. And I use the example uh, because I'm an exercise professional. A lot of uh, gym owners, gym managers, people who work at front desks of health clubs, personal training studios, membership consultants often will share with me quite uh, confidently that the reason that people go to the gym is to lose weight. So they have in their headspace that everybody that comes into the gym or anybody that contacts them is contacting them because they want to lose weight. Well, let's just say that's true. <laughs> and of course, there are plenty of other reasons why people would go to a gym or a personal training studio that have got nothing to do with losing weight. But let's just say that's true. Is there a lot more to find out about a person that wants to lose weight than just, okay, you want to lose weight, here's our product or service, this is what we do and this is how much it costs, which is usually what happens in most sales processes by salespeople. And I'll use again, if you walk into a health club, it's often, hello, what's your name? If, if you're lucky, they might ask you your name. Uh, you're obviously here to lose weight. This is what we do. This is how many classes we've got. This is how much equipment we've got. You might get a tour around the facility. This is the gym. This is the group exercise area. These are the toilets. This is the tennis courts. And uh, this is how much it costs. Could there be a fair bit missing? <laughs> and why do we buy stuff? Why do we want to invest our money, our energy, our passion, which is often what we've had to invest to get money? Why would we want to invest it into a product or service? And is it possible that not only do we, even if we want the product or service, we still might want to buy it from somebody that we like, that we trust, that we have something in common with, that the person's built a connection with us, we feel a rapport with them. And again, if you use the example of 
let's use the example of a bar. Every bar in the world, you can get alcohol, you can get water, you can get soft drink, you can get juice. But is it possible that people choose a bar because of the bar person? They choose a bar because they like the environment. They choose a bar because they felt a connection, a great vibe with that place. It wasn't even the product or the service at the bar. It was that there was something else about that particular place that they liked. Uh, health clubs are a classic example for that. You can get a gym membership at most gyms now between somewhere between ten and twenty dollars a week, and they've all all gyms have got some kind of gym equipment, and they've all got some kind of well, most of them have got a group exercise class, and they've got somebody that could probably give you a program. They're all pretty much the same. So why would somebody choose your product, your service? What are you going to do so that people want to buy from you, not just buy your product or service? Uh, and of course, if people are wanting to buy a product or a service and they don't care who they buy it from, is it then possible they're looking for price? It might be value, but ultimately then people are looking for who's got the cheapest price. And if you are in that market where you can offer the cheapest price or you are the least expensive or you want to compete on price, then congratulations, that's awesome. But what if you don't? What if you've got a high-end product? What if you have got a product you're really proud of? What if you've worked out your, your business structure and you're going to be far more expensive than anybody else doing the same product or service that you do? Why would people still want to buy from you? So this is the beautiful process and some people call this a sales process. My question would be this, uh, are you a salesperson or a communication professional? Are you an expert in selling people stuff or are you an expert in communicating with people effectively? And is it possible that if you are excellent at communication, if you ask the right questions to get the right answers, that you'll never have to sell anything people want to buy from you? And the reason I'm so passionate about this and I'm so proactive about this uh, beautiful process is uh, I've always wanted to inspire people to exercise, always since I was 13 years of age. I wanted to be the person that uh, made exercise exciting for people. And initially, before I learned how to communicate effectively, it was simply that same process. This is what we do, this is how we do it, and this is how much it costs. And I was a manager of a health club, I was a gym instructor, I was teaching group exercise classes and I didn't understand that there was a lot more to communication than just this is what we do, this is how we do it and this is how much it costs. And when I learnt the process, and it's interesting because the, the, the beautiful communication process of having somebody want to buy your product rather than you having to sell it to them has got nothing to do with the product or service. There is certainly an assumption that when somebody comes into a bar or a restaurant that they want to have something to eat and something to drink. There's certainly an assumption that when somebody comes into a health club or a personal training studio that they would like to do something with their body. But do you know what that something is? So would it be really important to ask that question, what do you want? And if this was Rowie's bar, wouldn't that be the first question apart from, thank you for coming, it's lovely to see you, big happy smiley face, energy and enthusiasm, because of course, uh, is it possible that all we have to do, and I'll, I'll break this whole process down really simply, passion. If you love what you do and you're in love with your product or service and you're passionate about it, is it possible that all you've got to do is transfer your passion to another person and then they will be as excited about your product or service as you are? So passion broken down is pass, I, 
on. If I'm passionate about something, all I've got to do is pass my passion on to somebody else. Now, how do I do that? Most people think it's about rah, rah, sales process, say the right things, tell people what you do, tell them how you do it, and tell them how much it costs and they'll want to buy. Ultimately, however, if you really think about it logically, is it possible that it's not about you, it's not about your product, it's not about your service, it's all about the other person and what they want. And if you can tap into what they want and why they want it, (laughs) the really important thing, it's not even, okay, I want to have a drink, I want to have something to eat, but why? Why is that important to you? And that is the buying question, not the sales question, it's the buying question. So yes, what specifically do you want? So when somebody comes into, and again, I always use health clubs and personal training studios and the the uh, exercise profession because that's my profession. Of course, I've been living and breathing that my entire life. But everything I'm about to share with you translates Uh, is completely relevant to every single business, whether you have a gym or a gardening business or you're a lawyer or you're a medical specialist or you're an interior designer, a piano tuner, a bricklayer, a plasterer, a plumber, a pet shop, it doesn't matter. These beautiful questions that build rapport with people and find out exactly what they want are the reasons why people will buy. Uh, interestingly, I've been using this series of questions since I was 18 years of age. I went to a, uh, a very, for me, a life-changing experience, which was simply how to communicate effectively so that people want to buy your product. You don't have to sell it. And I went straight from, I don't want to be the gym instructor anymore. I don't want to be the personal trainer anymore, the group exercise instructor. Uh, I get that that's important, but what I really want to do is be on the front line of my business so that everybody that comes into the into the gym, into the health club, into, into this environment of exercise actually wants to get started because now I know the beautiful communication process that will inspire and excite them to want to get started. So of course, the number one question is going to be, what do you want? And could it be really important that not just with the question, because it's not an interrogation process, it's a genuine question, what exactly do you want? So could it be a good idea to lean forward, maintain eye contact, open body language, and actively listen? Never assume what the person wants, never think that you know what the person wants. Could it be a really good idea to lean forward, maintain eye contact, open body language and actively listen? What exactly do you want? And you might not have to ask another question after that because a lot of people will come into your business, you'll ask them, thank you, or you'll share with them, thank you so much for coming, it's awesome that you're here. Here's my energy and enthusiasm and passion about my product because it's just beaming out of me. But what exactly do you want? What's important to you? Why have you come here today? And you might find that you never have to ask another one of these questions because if you're genuinely interested in people, they will actually start talking. And here's a great question. When was the last time you walked into somebody's business or you contacted a business and they seemed genuinely interested in the reason why you contacted them? Not just, oh yeah, you you must be wanting to build a house because you've called a builder, or you must be wanting to buy a car because you went to a car dealer, or you must be wanting to get, to lose weight because you've been to a gym. What about the actual genuine interest in exactly what that person wants? So what do you want? Now, there's three parts to this because it's not just what do you want immediately, 
But what about what do you want next? And then what do you want in the future? And for me, as an exercise professional, those three things are really important because if you want somebody that's going to be a customer or a client or a member long term, it's not what you can do for them immediately because, of course, you can help people. But what about what do they want to do next and what do they want to do in the future? So as an exercise professional, it's, yes, what do you want? But when somebody tells you, well, I would like to lose weight, let's use that classic statement, I have at this, of course we can help you do that. With confidence, of course we can help you do that. So once you've lost weight, what would you, what would you like to do then? What are the next goals that you'd like to achieve in your life after you've lost weight? And then what about in the long term? So if you lose weight and then you your lifestyle changes, what about when you're 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 years plus? How do you want to be living your life? How do you want to feel? What exactly do you want now? What do you want next? And what do you want in the future? So the first question is, what do you want? It's got three parts, now, next, and in the future. The next question, of course, is the why. And as I shared before, I will buy from you if I have enough whys. So the why makes me buy. You don't have to sell to me. I'll tell you why. But you have to ask me why. (laughs) And you have to be genuinely interested in why. So if you tell me what you want, okay, I want to lose weight, well, why? Why is that important to you? Why will your life be different if you lose weight? Why will life be better? Why is this so important to you? And interestingly, uh, you probably only need one reason why. But if you have somebody tell you two reasons, three reasons, five reasons, 10 reasons, 20 reasons why their life will be so much better if they use your product or service. And I'll, I'll just back step from a business perspective. If you're in business and you have a product or service, Uh, Should there be a very specific thing that it's going to do for somebody's life? So if I'm thirsty and you can sell me a drink, then it's going to take my thirst away. But you don't have to sell me that drink if I'm thirsty. I want to buy it because I'm really thirsty. So it's a, a really simple process of how can I add value to people's life? And if my product or service is adding value to people's lives, then of course I'm going to have a great business. So what does a person want and why do they want it? If you put both of those together, and I can tell you there's so many reasons why my life will be better, and you already know that your product or service can add value to my life, then now I've got this really simple process. I just, If you're genuinely interested in me and you can give me what I want and you understand why I want to buy it, then of course I'm going to buy it from you. So the question is, what do you want and why do you want it? What do you want now? What do you want next? What do you want in the future? And why is that important to you? And is it possible that if somebody's telling you why, 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 that you'll never have to convince them to buy, 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 because they're telling you why they want to buy from you. They're giving you all the reasons why your product or service will add value to their life. And as a, a very special experience, if you've ever been at the front line of a health club or a personal training studio or somebody's contacted you about wanting to be healthy, get into great shape, uh, lose weight, uh, all the things that people would come to an exercise facility for, rather than just, yes, we can help you lose weight, here's what you've got to do, here's how much it costs, to be genuinely interested in why this is important to them. And I'll share with you very personally, I've had people just say to me, from my, from their heart to mine, 
Rowie, if I lose weight, my self-esteem will, will go up. Um, my husband's left me for a younger woman and I just feel like, I just feel so insignificant. I really feel that if I lose weight and get my body into great shape and I get healthy again, that my life will be better because I'll feel better about myself and then I won't care that somebody's left me for somebody else because I'll be happy to be me. Something as personal as that, to have that conversation with somebody within half an hour of meeting them, obviously you need to be genuinely interested in the person. So I'll probably go back a step again. Do you love your product Are you or product or service? Are you passionate about it? Do you know that it will add massive value to people's lives? And do you care how? Do you care how it's going to do that? Because if you really care, remember there's some parts to communication that you have no control over. So yes, you have control over the words that you use. You have control over the way you say those words. So your facial expressions, your body language, your voice intonation, whether it's loud or soft or fast or slow, you have control over that. But there's an interesting thing that we have no control over, which the psychiatrists and psychologists, behavioral scientists will call your ethos, who you really are. Uh, I've been calling it sparkly bits for a very long time now. We genuinely have no control over our sparkly bits. They're just who we are. So if you genuinely care about somebody and you're genuinely interested in why they've come into your business and what they actually want, you might be really surprised that you'll never have to sell them anything. They'll just want to do business with you because you're doing it for the right reasons. So the first question is, what do you want now, next, and in the future? Why do you want it? And could it be a really good idea to get at least three whys? So not just one. So somebody says, well, why I want to do this? Well, how about, is there another reason? What if I asked you yesterday or if I asked you tomorrow, could there be more reasons as to why this is really important to you? The next question, because it's interesting, people say to me, Roa, you always talk about these W questions, this superb way to communicate with people. Uh, but why those questions in that order, which I think is a really great question, because I asked exactly the same question when I learnt them myself. Why are, we, why are we asking these questions in this order? And there is a very specific reason. Remember, though, number one is if you ask somebody what specifically do you want, and you lean forward, maintain eye contact, actively listen, that you may never have to ask another question because all of the answers will come out. But if you haven't got all the answers, you need to cover them off. And here's the reason why. Because you have to find out what somebody wants, yes? Because how, how could you build a relationship with them if you don't know exactly what they want? The next one is the why, because that's the driving force behind why they've come in to see you. They've inquired about your product or service. The next one is a visual. Uh, if I can't see it, if you can't see it, if you can't see yourself doing it or achieving it or having it, then it doesn't become real. And the beautiful part to that is, does our brain think in words or pictures? Words or pictures, words or pictures. Of course, we think in pictures. So if I can create a picture of my potential customer or client having that product or service in their life. So uh, we do it in cafes and restaurants all the time. What would you like to eat? And we can kind of smell the smell from the kitchen. We can feel the vibe of the cafe or the restaurant. I'm really hungry, so I want to eat food. But then there's this, <laughs> how will you feel when your yummy meal sitting in front of you? And we, we get excited about the fact that we've seen the picture on the menu, we've seen other people eating food, and now we've got a picture of what's going to be coming to, to sit in front of us. So how do I create a picture for somebody? We simply ask that question. Where in your life would you like to put this product or service? Where in your life will it add the most value? Where in your life do you want to 
achieve this goal or where will you be when you achieve this goal? Uh, here's a great question for losing weight. Where on your body do you want to lose weight? Uh, and describe for me all the places that are important to you to take weight off your body. Uh, and again, I'll give you some just very personal things. I've had people say to me, I want to lose weight off my fingers so I can wear my wedding ring again. I want to lose weight off my feet because I've gone up a shoe size and I've got all these beautiful shoes that I can't wear. I want to lose weight off the off my back because my when I wear a t-shirt, my bra sticks into my my back fat and it makes me feel really uncomfortable and I don't want to wear t-shirts anymore. I want to lose the weight off the back of my arm because I hate the way my arm wobbles around when I put my hand up. When people share that kind of personal information with you, could it mean that they trust you and they genuinely believe that you can help them? So the visual is really important and again, exactly where. So what, where will you be? What will you be wearing? Describe the environment for me. If, it's a, if you're a furniture salesperson, wouldn't you ask that question, where in your house are you going to put this piece of furniture? Uh, what will it be matching with? Does it go with the carpet? Will the sun be shining on it? Who will be sitting on it? Uh, what kind of occasions will, you be, will people be able to appreciate this piece of furniture? Because if I'm buying a lounge suite or a dining suite to bring my family or my partner or a new home, and if I can visualize all of that, is it more likely that I'll want to put that piece of furniture in my life? If I can visualize myself achieving a goal, running a marathon, winning a bodybuilding competition, winning the grand final, am I more likely to do business with the person who's genuinely interested in helping me achieve that goal or the person that just says, this is what we do, this is how we do it, and this is how much it costs, which is what most sales processes are and why I, I'm, what I'm sharing with you to me is just a logical process. I have shared it with literally probably hundreds and thousands of people in my career path because it's added so much value to my life and my customers and clients and members' lives. But it seems that uh, I don't know why business people don't use it. I've never actually been into a business where somebody's taking me through this process. The beautiful question, what exactly do you want? Why do you want it? Where will you put it? <laughs> where will it go in your life? Where in your life will it add value? The next one is really important because it's a time frame. And if you've ever, ever been involved in trying to sell somebody something, you probably heard this, uh, yeah, well, I have to think about it, or maybe next week, or I'll do it next year, or I'll start later on, or yes, it's, this is maybe I'll, I'll think about it, ask my partner. If I have an exact time frame of when I want to put this product or service in my life, or if I have an exact time frame of when this product or service will add value to my life, am I more likely to make a decision? And those three things that seems to be human nature, eventually, hopefully, maybe, sometime in the future, I'm going to do this, versus what's the exact day, date, and time that you want to make this happen? So for a product, for example, it might be what's the exact day, date and time that you need to have this big television on your wall? And it might be, well, there's a soccer grand final for me to watch, or I want to watch the All Blacks play the, the, uh, the Irish, or I want to make sure that the, the television's on my wall in my new house so that I can watch all of my favorite videos by Christmas. But an exact day, date and time, if somebody wants to lose weight, if somebody wants to get fit, if somebody wants to get healthy... Is it possible that the person that's got an exact day, date and time to achieve their goal are more likely to achieve it than somebody eventually, hopefully, maybe sometime in the future I want to lose weight? And I always use this example. 
Uh, I had two uh, women come to see me at the same time, and this is one of the reasons why I, I learned from this experience that I would never talk to two people at the same time about a product or service, because we all have different reasons for doing things. But it was interesting because I said to one lady, "What what is the purpose that you're here? What do, why is this important to you? And and what would you like to do? When would you like to do this?" And she said, "Oh, sometime in the future, or maybe I want to lose some weight eventually." Her friend, who she had come into the health club with at the same time said, on the 24th of December, I'm going to my Christmas party. It starts at 7 o'clock at night, and I'm never going to another Christmas party as the fat chick. Now, that were her words, not mine. But she was very specific. Now, let me ask you a very logical question. Who's more likely to get into great shape faster? (laughs) The person who said, hopefully, maybe eventually sometime in the future, or the woman who said, by the 24th of December at 7 o'clock, I'm not going to the party ever again as a fat chick committed, focused, disciplined with the day, date and time. And I always use Olympic athletes in this example as well because they have to stay motivated for four years. And Olympic athletes do this. They find out the exact day, the exact date and the exact time that they're going to be competing for the gold medal and they plan for it and they focus on it. So why not ask people, what's the exact day, date and time you want to make this happen? Do you want to put this into your life? Do you want to achieve your goal? Do you want to have this in your life? If you seem genuinely interested in that, could it be more important for the person to do business with you? If you're a travel agent and you say, when would you like to go on holidays? And that person says, sometime eventually, maybe in the future. And you say, no, but what's the exact date, date and time? When would you love to see yourself underneath the Eiffel Tower in Paris? When would you love to be hearing Big Ben chime in London? When would you love to be seeing the little white houses in Santorini in the Greek islands? Tell me exactly when you'd love to put that experience into your life. Can you feel that there's a lot more just genuine communication in that kind of question than this is what we do, this is how we do it, this is how much it costs? (laughs) I hate that process. That's called a sales process. What I'm sharing with you is beautiful communication to build rapport and connection with people so they actually want to buy your product or service so you never have to sell it to them. So once again, question, what do you want? Three things. What do you want now? What do you want next? What do you want in the future? Three, at least three reasons why you want to put this product or service into your life. Three specific things about where you'll be or where you want to put this product or service into your life or how will it affect your life. The exact day, date and time, which of course is three things. Day, date, time. I'd pull out my diary and put that future plan into my diary because if I'm really committed for example as an exercise professional wouldn't I want to be there I wouldn't want I would want to contact my client yes to make sure that they had achieved their their goal by that day date and time the next question is really interesting because it's how will you feel so if you ask me why these questions in this order up until now it's reasonably logical but we don't buy by logic we buy by emotion most humans are They want to have that feeling of when I put this into my life, it's going to add value to my life. So how will you feel when you get this product or service into your life? How will you feel when you have better self-esteem, self-confidence, your life is better because of this product or service? How will you feel when you're not thirsty anymore? How will you feel when you're not hungry anymore? Next question, how will you feel if you don't get it? And there's a reason for those two distinct emotional changes. Some people, some human behavior, we're driven by pleasure. I want this in my life because it's going to add massive value to my life. I want to lose weight because I can wear my bikini in summer. But there's a lot of people where that's not the driving force. The driving force is pain or fear. 
I don't want to not have it in my life because if I, if I don't lose weight, I could get fatter and I'll have to buy bigger clothes. I'm scared of getting fatter. I'm scared of being unhealthy. I'm scared of not, uh, I'm scared of missing out. That's one of those interesting, uh, almost fashionable statements, FOMO, fear of missing out. So could it be a good idea to find out both reasons? How will you feel if you do get this product or service into your life? How will you feel if you don't? How will you feel if you achieve this goal? How will you feel if you don't? And they're very specific emotions. So then the next question is, how serious is this person about wanting to buy your product or service? Not you selling it to them, them wanting to buy it. And there's a very simple yes, no question, which is, are you on track or off track to achieving this goal, having this in your life? Are you on track to uh, putting this brand new couch, television, handbag, car, house into your life? Or are you just looking? And could it be a really good idea if somebody's just looking, they're just doing their research, would it be good to find that out? Because could that be a very different headspace than somebody that is, I'm on track, I want it today, I want to make it happen now. And could you need to change your body language, your facial expressions, your voice intonation to suit where that person's at? Because if somebody's on track and they want to do it now, you want to get going. They've already made a decision. They're ready to go. If somebody's, oh, think about it. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. That person's going to need a lot more motivation, inspiration, excitement about what it is that they're going to be doing. And again, I'll use being an exercise professional as a classic example. Somebody that says to you, yes, I'm on track. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get into great shape. I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to achieve my goal by this day, date, and time. I'm on track is a person who's excited and motivated, disciplined, committed, they're ready to go. The person that says to you, no, I need lots of inf- uh, more information and I need motivation and inspiration, it's a lot harder. It's a, it's a different process. And should we be in a headspace to know that? And how would we know that if we didn't ask those questions? Are you on track or off track? Are you going to achieve your goal? Yes, no. And get the answer for that. The next question for me is the most respectful question. Nobody's ever asked me this question. I think I've asked it again a hundred thousand times, which is if you were your own, and as an exercise professional, I would ask if you were your own eating and exercise coach, if you were your own high performance eating and exercise coach, what advice would you give yourself? If you were your own a high performance a lounge buying coach, what advice would you give yourself about putting this lounge into your life right now? If you were your own high performance real estate agent, what advice would you give yourself about buying this house today? The reason it's such an important question is it's respectful uh, to the person who's considering buying your product, but it also gives you a really good insight into what else you might have to do differently or what their beliefs and convictions are. So for example, if I say to somebody, if you were your own high performance eating and exercise coach, what advice would you give yourself about getting started today? And they say to me, well, I think I need to be a vegan vegetarian, or I think I need to be a carnivore, I think I need to do intermittent fasting, or I think I need to come to the gym seven days. Do I need to know that stuff before I start giving people information? Could I get somebody angry, annoyed, frustrated, uh, don't want to do business with me if I don't ask that question because I could say some stupid thing that offends them or hurts them or makes them angry just because I didn't ask the question. So if you were your own high performance eating and exercise coach, if you were your own high performance chooser of wine, (laughs) if you were your own high performance menu food person, what advice would you give yourself about what to eat today? 
And what a beautiful question for a, a weight person to ask, for a furniture salesperson to ask, for a handbag salesperson to ask, for a car salesperson to ask. And what if we didn't call ourselves salespeople? What if we were just passionate about our product and we wanted to help people put this product or service into their life because it's going to make their life better? But how would we know that if we didn't ask? So let's chunk that up again. What do you want? What do you want next? What do you want in the future? Why do you want it? And at least three reasons why. Where specifically do you want it? And at least three really clear pictures so I can create a picture for my client or customer and they can see themselves putting this product or service into their life. What's the exact day, date and time that you want to put this product into your life? How will you feel if you get it? How will you feel if you don't get it? How will you feel if you achieve it? How will you feel if you don't? So that's the pleasure and pain questions. Are you on track or off track to making this happen, which gives you a good idea of their motivation, their driving force, their commitment, their vision? Uh, if you are your own high-performance eating and exercise coach, car buying coach, house buying coach, financial planner, what advice would you give yourself about this product or service today? Very respectful, excuse me, very respectful question. And then here's the question that nobody ever asks. And to, again, such a beautiful question and so respectful. What do you want me to do? I am a real estate expert. I am a lawyer. I am a gardener. I am a professional piano tuner. I am a exercise professional. What do you want from me? What do you need? What do I need to do for you today to make sure that you can get this product or service into your life at this exact day, date and time? What a beautiful question. Last question, but probably the one that's going to save you the most hassle is what are the barriers, the challenges, the excuses, the justifications that you've ever used in the past for not having your, this product or service in your life? So you want it. What's held you back? What are the reasons why you haven't got it yet? And that's in most sales processes when you say, this is what we do, this is how we do it, and this is how much it costs. The last part of that sales process is usually having to handle objections. Well, this beautiful question is handling any challenge that might come up if this person has a headspace or a barrier that might stop them from purchasing your product or service. They're going to tell you what it is. And you're going to help them overcome that challenge. So what are the barriers that have held you back from losing weight before? What are the barriers or challenges that you've had before that you haven't been able to buy a big screen television? What are the challenges or barriers that you've had before that have stopped you from being able to invest in real estate? What are the barriers or challenges that you've had before with buying a brand new car? And if you ask that question, which could cover off time uh, excuses, money excuses, my partner hasn't been supportive, my family hasn't been supportive. If you find those out, now you can help. So if somebody says to you, look, the barrier before has been the price, I've never been able to afford this product or service and I still don't know if I can, then there's that beautiful question, which is how much had you considered investing in this product or service? And would it be a really good idea to have options for people? Would it be a great idea to be able to customize, tailor, personalize the dollar investment for your product or service so that whoever comes into your business, you've got something to offer them? And which is why, again, I always use the bar example. There are people who will come into a bar and they'll have a glass of water. It's for free. 
They'll just get it out of the tap. Some people are happy to pay for a, a bottle of water in a, in a plastic bottle. Some people have a glass of juice, which of course is uh, berry juice is going to be a little bit less expensive than grape juice or wine. And there are very inexpensive bottles of wine and there are very expensive bottles of wine and everybody can have a choice. Everybody's got different budgets. So this silly sales process of this is what we do, this is how we do it, and this is how much it costs. First of all, cost is a very logical, red brain warning uh, even word. How much does it cost? Versus how much would you like to invest into the feeling you're going to get when you have this product or service in your life? And there's a really interesting three letters to remember here. Feature, benefit, feeling, which is why we ask this series of questions. Yes, you understand the feature of this product or service. You've obviously already done your research. What's the benefit of getting it into your life, which is the why and how and where, where are you going to put it? But the feeling, feature, benefit, feeling, how will you feel when you achieve the goal from this product or service? And in this example, I always use the dentist because I think they do this exceptionally well. Uh, we, we all know, or I'll rephrase, we all want to have straight white teeth, I imagine. Uh, nobody's ever said to me they want crooked, dirty, broken teeth. So if the outcome of the dentist is I want straight, white, beautiful, clean teeth, I've never met a dentist that's ever marketed, ever tried to sell how good their drill is. We've got the best drill in the world. Uh, it's from Germany, it's made of titanium, and it's the best quality, and it lasts for 45 years. See, that's a feature of going to the dentist. Um, the dentist might say, oh, I've got a beautiful leather chair, and when you lie here getting your teeth drilled with the amazing German drill, it's going to be a comfortable chair to lie in. I'm not sure that that's going to sell us any kind of dental work. What do you think? I'm not going to go to that dentist to buy the drill or buy the chair. I want the white, straight, clean teeth, yeah? But here's a better question. How will I feel when I can smile and I've got white, clean, straight teeth? How will that feel? And that's what dentists do, isn't it? They don't talk about the drill. They don't talk about the teeth cleaning. They don't talk about the chair. They don't talk about how beautiful their office is. They don't even talk about you'll have white, straight, clean teeth. They always have pictures of beautiful, happy people who are smiling because they've got white, straight, clean teeth because that could make you happy, could add value to your life. So could it be a really good idea to ask the questions that point out not the feature of the product, not the benefit of the product, but how it will make you feel? Rowie, how will you feel? You've talked to me about coming to the gym. You've talked to me about uh, doing some exercise. You've talked to me about your goal is to be able to run marathon in under four hours by this day, date, and time. But here's the question, Rowie. How will you feel when you run under that finish line and you've completed the marathon in under four hours? How will that make you feel? Describe that for me. And that's the emotion. Next question, remember, was how will you feel if you don't? If you don't have the discipline, the focus, the commitment, the great training and the help and support from us and you don't run the marathon in either under four hours or you don't run it at all because you haven't got the right support and the right help, how will that make you feel? And is it possible that people don't buy 
uh, our product or service. We don't have to sell them our product or service. People just want to know that the outcome of our product or service will give them the feeling. So this is the benefit of this product or service, but how will it feel when I've got it? And again, I can use a thousand examples, but how will you feel when you open the, the door for the first time to your new home? How will you feel when you sit in your car for the your new car for the first time? How will you feel when you're standing underneath the, the Eiffel Tower in Paris looking up going, wow, I'm finally here. How will you feel when the cruise ship comes into Santorini and you see those little white houses on the hilltop? How will you feel when you can put this beautiful ring on your partner's finger to say, I love you very much and I can't wait to invest the rest of my life with you? How will you feel when you slide into your little black dress rather than having to squish into it? How will you feel when you win the grand final after trying for seven years in a row? How will it feel when you win the grand final? Is it possible that when people can tap into, can feel the emotion of having your product or service in their life, they're more likely to want to buy it? So how about we stop being salespeople? How about we stop trying to sell people stuff and let's be just like the bar, just like the publican at the pub. What would you like to drink? And listen very carefully to what people share with you. And then why do you want it? And where would you like to put it? And when specifically would you like to have it in your life? How will you feel when you get it into your life? How will you feel if you don't get it into your life? Are you on track or off track to putting it into your life? If you are your own high performance coach for this particular product or service, what advice would you give yourself about putting this into your life? Very respectful question. What do you want from me as your high performance coach to make sure that you do get this product or service into your life and you do get the results and the outcome and the feeling that you want? And then have you had any barriers that have ever held you back before? Let's get rid of those so that you can have this product or service in your life and you can appreciate the benefits and the feelings that you're going to get from it. Could that be a beautiful experience for somebody rather than this is what we do, this is how we do it, and this is how much it costs? So can we please stop being salespeople and start being genuinely caring, interested people who are interested in the people that come into our business and we can pass on our passion, passion, pass I on.